Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Videos. I'm one of your hosts. I don't remember sleeping with that lady, Adam Gumbert. <laughs> and today we have with us Chad. Give yourself a middle name. My, my black son. <laughs> my black son. My black son. Guys, Family Guy was really good for like 15 years, and then I just stopped watching. But it was really, really good. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a new episode of Family Guy. Not because it didn't exist, oh, but just crazy. because I never sought it out. Yeah. But, yeah, that show is just consistently funny in the stupidest way. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, they're like, hey, what's an 80s sitcom uh, theme song? Let's do all of them, and what's the, what's the you know, what's the twist on it? He has a black son. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, they would absolutely make that show in the 80s. Uh, you can catch us live on Twitch.tv slash Affleabidiot Sunday evenings at 8.30, YouTube and podcast services Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Hey, Chad, what do you got there? Oh, I've got, you know, Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Baja Blast brought to you by Taco Bell and the PepsiCo. And, and it's about store. to go in my mouth. Uh-huh. I'm opening. Hopefully you can hear that on the microphone. <sighs> I got the last flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Summertime. Uh, this is gold, a.k.a. pineapple. Mmm, pineapple. We're going to see what it tastes Very like. Good. This Baja Blast tastes like... Hold on one more time. I don't know what blue Baja Blast tastes like is the thing. Tastes like dreams yeah. and sugar. Even yeah, though it's zero sugar, it's amazing. This taste, exactly. You can smell it. The minute you open it, like, oh, yeah, that's just like pineapple syrup. Mmm, that's mm. good. I can mm. tell you, my, my favorite soda I think that I've had in a long time is Pineapple Fanta. And so I can oh, tell yeah. you, that Pineapple Baja Blast that you have in your hand right now is making me real randy. It's fire. It's real good. And I just okay. ate a pineapple gummy bear. Today's brought to you oh, by really? Lily's Gummy Bears, Sweet Fruity Friends, less than one gram of sugar. Oh, very nice. I have two things to ask you before we get into the... Well, coming on today's show, we got some news from some, from from Software. From From. I hate doing that. From, from. New game announcements. We got dates. We got new games being announced and rumored, all that good stuff. PlayStation and Xbox both have news but first, I want to ask you two questions. Okay, I'm ready. So you may be asking, this is only for Chad, not for the listeners. Okay. Again, we have a doc. We go through the doc. We talk about it. We do the show. Do you see what I've wrote above, upcoming, and below the the all the plugs for the times? Ask about Goodfellas and Campestra? Yes. So I have no idea why this came up. Oh, because I said, I texted you. You're like, I'll be on in a second. I said, that's all Goodfella. Acting like I was uh, Irish or something, right? But Goodfellas is one of our local pizza places that I think is the best local pizza place. So oh what's your what's your what's your best local pizza place? Adam. Adam. Growing up, mm -hmm. there was an Italian restaurant called Domenico's. Okay. And the owner of it, Dominic, my family, big fans of his, we'd go in, I'm sure they were sick of us, but we'd go in, <laughs> we'd, we'd get these um, it, the best freaking pizza in the world. Loved it. That was our go-to mm -hmm. pizza. Dominic Stopped his own restaurant to go uh, be a chef at a restaurant called Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Which then mm. became our new go-to family restaurant. And it was like in this little tiny small town, kind of near our small town, where there was like a bell tower. And there was like a little gazebo. So after we get done eating pizza and the adults would talk, all the kids would run across the street to the gazebo and play hide and seek or yeah. whatever the hell. But that was Goodfellas. And it was just like the best freaking pizza. Wow. And I have not had pizza like that in so long. So I'm going to say Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if your Goodfellas is an extension of that other Goodfellas. I don't think because we only have two. So it's weird. There's a spot that is downtown for all the drunk people. Mm -hmm. That's just like a little corner, you know, a tiny little space. It's just like basically a hallway. But they opened up a brewery. Which also has the pizza, but also serves beer. Um, but that's the only one that's in town. I don't think there's anyone else around us. So it could be an extension, or it could just be like, we watched a, a movie about Italians, and we're going to name our pizza place after that. <laughs> that could be the possibility. Um, and then Compastre is the Mexican place that's real close to my house, which is very good. Mm. But it's not the best one. Technically, Haciendas is the best one. But it costs more money by, by a lot. Uh, and you have to do it through DoorDash. So... Is, do you have a, a local... I'm assuming you have a lot of local taqueria places, right? Yes. And the best one, by far... Again, I'm going to go back to my childhood home in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. 
The best one is off of Interstate 51. Or, sorry, Highway 51. I don't really know the difference between all of them, all the different road types. But Highway 51, you had past Wilgrove Mint Hill Road. You had mm-hmm. all the way past Lawyers Road. And you eventually hit an intersection where on the left there's a Target, on the right there's a Walmart. And in the same parking lot as the Target is the best Taco Bell I've ever eaten at. <laughs> I tell you, the crunch wraps are so fresh. The middles are so crunchy, and the outsides are so warm and fluffy, and it's incredible. And it's it's consistently perfect. Yeah, no other Taco Bell has been that consistent. I I might have had a Crunchwrap that matches the quality of that Crunchwrap somewhere else, but never as frequently and as often as the consistency. As Look at that. Yeah. Your favorite taqueria place is a specific Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give it to you. You live in California. You know, Mexico's literally right there. A lot of people yeah. doing their thing. But here's Taco my, Bell in North Carolina, huh? Here's my controversial opinion. Mexican okay. food is fine. Taco Bell is God tier. Like, if you, if you give me the option of Taco Bell uh-huh. or traditional, authentic Mexican food, Taco Bell every time. Street tacos beg to differ with their cilantro and onions. But anyways, we've had that conversation. We'll move on. Uh, Taco Bell's good. I'll give it to you. Except for one down my down from uh my house which literally always does my order wrong uh but you know what doesn't do the order wrong maybe they do final fantasy 16 Ooh. we learned a lot about it it's from cat bailey at ign.com oh, okay bay from ign k bay oh i like that uh how do you say this man's first name naoki yoshida Naoki Yoshida, I'll call him Yoshida from now on, who's producer on Final Fantasy 16, confirmed that Final Fantasy 16 will have a form of party-based combat with AI characters, uh, and he also discussed how Akons, Final Fantasy 16's version of summons, will figure into the gameplay. Uh, There's a quote from him now. We didn't want to overwhelm users in our newest trailer, so we focused solely on Clive's battles. That said, for most of his journey, Clive will be accompanied by one or more companions. Uh, These companions will participate in battle as well as trade banter with Clive. That said, the party members will be AI-driven, so it'll allow players to focus solely on controlling Clive. Kind of reminds me of, uh, what was that, 15, right? Did the same thing? Where you just have your, your buddies with you the whole time and then... Well, so 15, you had your buddies with you. But you could switch in in and out which buddies were there. Uh, actually, oh, you could be your buddies, or do you know you did not? You never controlled your buddies, though, right? That's the you thing. did. You did control your buddies, not like directly, but like with a command yeah, or a prompt tell them or what to do. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. On your cool cart versus Final Jonathan Fantasy Seven remake, where like you literally yeah. rotated between Switched. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like this is going to be none of the above. None of that. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy Sixteen won't be following in the footsteps of its predecessor. Won't be offering a true open world. Instead, it will divide up its regions into more contained areas while still taking inspiration from other AAA games, Yoshida said. Oh, excuse me. Remember, uh, this is just another part of the story. Remember the pup from Final Fantasy XVI's very first trailer? Do you remember the dog? No, I do not remember the dog. I don't either. Yoshida revealed his name while teasing that he may be a much bigger role, that he may have a much bigger role in the gameplay. Well, let's just say he's more wolf than dog. And his name is Torgal. Uh, as for him being a party member, you'll just have to wait and see. We'll have more info on parties soon. He's so, so cute. I do see him. He's adorable. He's like a gray, gray with white hands or whatever. He's, he's gray and he's all smiley and he's in front of a red flag and he's adorable. Yeah. His so that was uh, Torgal. T-O-R-G-A-L. There's a tortoise Pokemon named Torkoal. Torgal, again, very cute puppy. I've seen the picture. Awful name for a dog. If you named your dog Torgal, not great. But I guess if it's a wolf, it's a little different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, uh, you know, an exclusive interview that IGN, I believe, had. Or, you know, this has been making the rounds more information. How does it excite you as the person who likes Final Fantasy? Because, you know, I do not care. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I am very happy that I have one character to focus on. Yeah. And that... And just like doing stylish combos and upgrading that. Well, you might still upgrade your companions with different things, but having one character to focus on really, it immerses you in a different way and also lets you like really hone in your skills. Uh, So that excites me. What also excites me is that I read in a tweet somewhere or something like that, the Final Fantasy 16, like the summon battles, like summon versus summon or uh, in in this like Akon versus Akon 
Mm-hmm. They're all going to be different. Like no summon battle will be the same. Like one of them will be like a 2D fighter. One of them will be like Ooh. an open world type, like uh, Dark Souls type thing. One of them will be like a WWE match. One of them, it's so they're they're all going to be different styles for every single one, and none of them will be the same. And that that excites me. That's pretty cool. I also don't know how that features into Clive's gameplay because it's like a summon v summon. I don't know how Clive works into that, but. Very excited for that. Always a fan of dogs. There's a, a Twitter account or a something that's like, can you pet the dog in the game? And they just, for every single mm. video game, they're like, can you pet the dog? So hopefully it's a yes from this one. Not to jump ahead, but I was playing Life is Strange, True Colors for Barf, mm-hmm. and I found some paw prints on the ground. She's like, oh, I better be able to find this dog and pet it. I was like, yeah, there we go. I don't, I don't know, know if you I can, but bo- she just mentioned it. I don't know if I found that yeah. dog. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, you know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, very cool. I am. So I got two questions for you. Isn't Clive the name of the side character that's in every single game? Sid. Am I wrong? You're thinking of Sid. Sid. He's in. He's in most games, and he's usually like an engineer of some kind that you get the airship from, yeah. or that helps you repair Remember your car. Remember in fifteen, he's like a, a lady mechanic, right? Um, Sid. Uh, so there is a lady mechanic, but I believe that Sid is like her grandpa or something like that. Oh, okay. And her name like is that. like yeah, yeah. Candy or something. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, cool. Candy's but I definitely also, a Donkey Kong character. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Kong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not super big Final Fantasy guy, but it does seem cool. I like the the way that it looks and things they're doing. So maybe I'll get that one on a sale, but we'll find out next year in 2023 when the game comes out. Um, Her name is Cindy. Cindy. And there is the master mechanic, Sid in there as well. So yes, they are both mm. characters, but your your typical one that you end up going to is Cindy. Gotcha. Very Clive cool. Owen, however, is an actor. Yeah. Wow. Nope. Owen Wilson. <laughs> That's Owen Wilson. Clive Owen Wilson is a great Halloween costume matchup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to play that next year. But that's it for the main quest. There's basically this week was a lot of like little stories, like a lot of little stories. So, Mm -hmm. but I thought Final Fantasy 16 would be the biggest one and we had a puppy in it, but that leads us into playtime. Oh, talking about playtime, playtime, everyone talking about playtime. Chad, what did you play for playtime? Oh, the first thing I played in playtime right now is shame the non-believer. And that is me shaming DF and Smitty in the chat right now for saying pineapple is fucking disgusting. What? Talking about bad takes. What are we talking about? Pineapple and pizza, I agree, just because I don't like the, the wet texture on a pizza, but I like the taste of pineapples. Yeah, taste of pineapples is fucking top S-tier fruit. It's it's amazing. Do, you're Get out of here. Get out of here. God. No, you can stay, but we will shame stay, you. Stay in here. Create a second Twitch account on a different device and also stream this. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> second game, uh, I've played two games this week. More of the same, so nothing new for me, but Life is Strange True Colors because it's our barf game. Which we are, again, probably going to have a special guest and record that this week, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Uh, So I finished that, beat that last night. And then more Destiny 2. Reset my Gambit rank for the second time this season because it was double rank this week. We did another raid. Is that like prestiging in Call of Duty? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, You do that once for like to get a weapon and another time to get the ornament Mm. for the weapon. And then that's part of a weekly challenge and all that good, good shit. We did a raid this weekend, too, in, like, super, super fast time. We, like, the very first try for almost every single encounter, and then the last one we did it, like, twice and got it. We're just so freaking good. So freaking good. So good. You know what I love is that legitimately anytime I get on Discord, because there's this cool Discord feature where you can be like, hey, if I'm playing a video game, it tells everyone what I'm playing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's Chad is always playing Destiny 2. <laughs> it's true. It's every time true. that I look anyways. I don't know that I know that you play other things as well, but every time I'm happening to look at your name, mm-hmm. Destiny 2 right next to it. I forgot that 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 PlayStation introduced that uh integration. So uh you're welcome. Yeah, very cool. Uh what is this other thing you played that I also played? Uh what oh just just those two Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, you already and, said Life is yeah. Strange, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for me, will you watch anything good, though? Um, yes, Bob's Burgers. I'm on season four now. I got Very past good. the musical. Got past. I mean, I, I reached and then kept going past the musical episode. 
where which well, one they all kind of have music in them a little bit <laughs> but the the one with the thomas edison musical like they oh, all yeah, say autopsy yeah. at my autopsy very good um yeah excellent excellent so that's continuing to be a great source of joy for me and then i'm very much not looking forward to the will watch westworld season four which premieres right after this podcast not looking forward to it you're gonna watch the whole season yes yes i will man i need to like we said before i need to go back and watch two three and four because i only watched one because i didn't have hbo for a while mm -hmm. i also need to finish game of thrones because i'm in like uh, episode five of season one i never got through that you never watched game of thrones I didn't oh, have damn, HBO dude. at the time. No, damn, I did not. dude. At the time, that's like seven, eight years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't have HBO. I didn't have HBO regularly until I had HBO Max. Oh, okay. Like I okay. borrowed, I borrowed a friend's HBO for about a year, and that was like season six or seven of Game of Thrones. Whenever I borrowed that, um, and but then it, you know, my console updated and I lost the account. Uh, so yeah, I haven't actually had HBO for most of my life. Interesting. But now I do. I'm uh, HBO Max. I can tell you that. Westworld season three, the only thing that made me watch that season because I did not like season two, the only thing that made me watch season three was because Aaron Paul was in it from mm -hmm. Breaking Bad, played Jesse Pinkman. Yes. And then I just, go I, I could not remember whether or not he lived at the end of season three. Turns out, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I was about to, but then I was like, is this a spoiler? I honestly don't know because I didn't like season three enough to even remember how it ended. So, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I also play Life Oh, my God. Game, Hold game. on. Sorry. Yep. Dallas said 12 years. Game of Thrones took 12 years to do his eight seasons. Wild. Sorry. Or maybe it came out 12 years ago is what he's saying. Like it initially released 12 years ago. You talk. I'll find out. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Uh, but I also played Life is Strange. Doing that for Barf. We're going to finish that up pretty soon. Um, again, maybe have a guest on for that. There was... I made a tweet earlier today that there's a... Uh, so I'm at the end of chapter two, and there's a, um, so of course Alex, the character you play has, again, I thought it was going to be stupid, but she has empathy powers. I'm like, there's mm -hmm. no way that's going to be interesting, but I think they do some cool stuff with it. Um, and I was doing the thing in the flower shop. Remember that in episode two where you, the old uh -huh. lady? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, wow, this is literally a top five fear of mine. And Olga, it's, okay, so spoilers, no spoilers. Basically, she's like, oh, I'm going to do the emotion power. For this lady who is at like early stages of dementia and my number one fucking fear is getting dementia as an old person i'm honestly like if i start to get it euthanize me i don't even yeah. want to be alive for it yeah yeah that uh, sounds awful i don't want to get old if i start to get old euthanize me <laughs> <laughs> when i hit 50 get rid of me i'm done yep uh but i was just like ooh, i don't like i mean like it's very cool and very emotional but i was like yeah that's my you know how people have irrational fear? Like, I remember listening to Greg Miller. His, like, number one fear is ticks or whatever. He was yeah. like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, you idiot. Um, yeah, for me, top five has got to be getting dementia because I just don't want to not know anything, but not know that I don't know anything. Like, that sounds awful to me. Yeah. So that was really interesting. But, yeah, no, very cool game so far. Uh, next I played, what is FG? Fall Guys. That's right. Oh, nice, because it's free now. Free to play on all Fall platforms. Fall Guys is free to play Yeah, on everything, cross-play, all that good stuff. A uh, quick quick tip: If you ever had it initially on PlayStation or Steam, mm -hmm. and you plan to play it anywhere else, log on it to the, on the first thing that you ever played it on, and connect your Epic account. Because if you don't first platform, right? Because if I played on the my first PS4, platform, but I don't have that. Yeah, anymore. that's fine. Okay, cool, it's like your cool. first platform. Um, you still might have an issue because the first thing that you log into it is makes it your primary thing. So I lost all of my progress <gasps> because but... it was all. I, so I started on Xbox, attached my Epic account, turned on the PlayStation, attached my Epic account. And it's like, sorry, all your progress is gone. It's fine. You can talk to customer service. They fix it in about a day. So today I loaded up and it's like, here's your 40 costumes and colors. And then just like 18 achievements popped because I'd you know, done all that stuff already on PlayStation that came over to Xbox. It's like, thank God. But when I first got on there, it's like, you have nothing. I was like, fuck you. I want my stuff, please. <laughs> so everything was taken care of. You just had to talk to customer support. It was upsetting, though. But Fall Guys, great game. I'm going to play it after we get off with my son. He downloaded it. We're going to have a good time running around with little beans. We got a win. We were playing with the people in uh, Pixel Street mm -hmm. um, Discord. Um, we played a, a team of four, and we had a win. I think it's the first one I've ever had. Heck, yeah. I don't great. think I've ever gotten awesome. a crown. I don't think I've no, ever it's crowned hard. in that game. Yeah, I was I was got it was always like oh your team is second place fuck it I'm I'm not kidding like probably twenty times we got second place yeah I was just I was like but we won so it's a great time uh, TMNT 
finished that game up, played that co-op with my son. Game's great. It's awesome. We'll love it. So I remember last week you were talking about it. I made fun of you because you didn't know the name of the characters. Yeah. That it's a two-person battle. So the bull, he's a bull. He's like a cybernetic bull. Yeah. And his name is Ground Chuck. You're right. Yeah, that's right. I'm right. But I think you you thought that the bull was not. I thought you the dude who buries. I thought you thought was Ground Chuck because that is ground. correct. That is who I thought was but Ground no, Chuck. So Ground okay. Chuck is the bull, and I think you said Beefsteak. <laughs> that's the name of the <laughs> that bull. Sounds, sounds like what I said. Yeah. Yeah. No. So Ground Chuck <laughs> is the bull, and Dirtbag is the guy who okay. mines, and is and he's a he's a mouse. Okay. Um, I just had to look those up because I'm like, oh, because I saw Ground Chuck. I'm like, well, that's the that's what Chad was talking about. There's no beefsteak here. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, that game's great. Played through it. Donatello's super good. Awesome. Uh, awesome time. And then this one was fun. So I remember we had talked about this story a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, this game's finally coming out that no one's talked about for three years, and who gives a shit, right? My son plays Roller Champions, which was the Ubisoft free-to-play oh, yeah. roller derby game. And him and like a group of five of his friends play that game. And I'm like, how did you, how'd you find out about it, first of all? <laughs> I didn't tell you. And there are people who play it. So I don't, I just think free to play, honestly, we'll get to more stories later. Honestly, I think free to play is so as people for us, we're like, Oh, we'll play our, you know, our first party Sony games. And da, da, da. honestly, I think free to play is like literally what gets all the kids. So as kids become adults and are into gaming, free to play is going to be the thing. Yeah. Like he literally only plays free to play <laughs> games or games that are on game pass that I let him download, but he plays fucking roller champions. All he's played today is roller champions and Roblox. That's always played today. That's the life. That's insane. Man. That's the life. And Roblox can literally be anything. Yeah. Roblox is just hang out with your friends. It's yeah. not even a game. It's just like, let's just go dick around and hang out together. Yeah. So I didn't play Roller Champions, but my son does. So there's the one person in the world there, who does it. There's the one person and his four friends, five friends. Yeah. Uh, update on Game of Thrones premiered April 17th, 2011. Finale was on May 19th, 2019, making that eight years. And one month and two days, which was my initial. For how long it ran. Yeah, for how long it ran, which is my initial. But it, we were talking about when it premiered, which is about 12 years ago. And it was 10, 11, 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got your back, Smitty. Won't let this man back talk you. But that's it. Unless we have anything else. I don't remember watching anything. I mean, literally more burn notice because God's so good. I'm <laughs> Michael Weston. I'm here to be a spy. Anyways. Um... Yeah, that's oh, it for me. Ms. Marvel. Watch Ms. Marvel. Everyone watch oh. it. It's fantastic. It's literally my favorite Marvel show that they've done. It's so good. I love yeah. the like how the world becomes part of like she's walking down the street and she's texting on her phone, but instead of seeing what she's texting, you just like we see the neon the sign world. changes to like the words, or you see the reflection of something in the water, and that's like his response to her. And it's just, that kind of stuff just makes me so freaking horny. It's so it. good. I saw an interview where they're like, oh, we basically want to do what Spider-Verse did, but in live action. I'm like, you fucking nailed it. Because yep. Spider-Verse is all about, like, thwack and, like, the words go in real life because it's a comic book. Yep. But they just did it in live action. It's very good. Then the Kenobi finale, actually, I enjoyed that last episode a lot. Yeah, yeah. The last last Kenobi episode was, was uh, really great. Very cool. All right. So we're going to go into the quest log, which means we're talking about more video game stories for the rest of the show, everybody. Woo! Easy work. Hey, hey. <laughs> We're going to start with From Software is a very busy boy. It's from Darren Bunthewees at GameSpot. Uh, Elden Ring developer From Software is already hiring for quote unquote multiple new games Ooh. as a company tweeted a link to a new recruitment site that includes listing for several positions. It is entirely in Japanese. So you can nice. look at that tweet, but it's not in English, but they are hiring. Um, in an interview with 4Gamer uh, via VGC, from Software's uh, Miyazaki also mentioned that an unannounced project is in the final stages of development that he intends to continue focusing on directing games. One such uh, future project by the Elden Ring developer described as a more abstract fantasy that uses ideas that won't quite fit in the usual Souls-like adventure template. Nice. As for other, hey, I don't know what that means, but interesting. Uh, as for other projects uh, that From Software is recruiting for, it's also been rumored that they're making Armored Core or is being revived. Um, Elden Ring will continue to receive support, uh, although Miyazaki mentioned that he wasn't ready to reveal what fans can expect to see next. But every Souls game gets DLC, so you're going to get a DLC. So, Elden Ring, multiple new games. One of them is almost done, apparently. Chad, what do you think about all this? I am very excited that it's something that doesn't fit in the traditional Souls-like adventure template because... 
Elden Ring, I like I like the gameplay, but I th I think it's just like that that world that you know you're in old rundown broken castles and like these skeleton monsters and werewolves and like that I'm and just hitting things with big sword. I'm ti I think I'm tired of that. I think I'm mm -hmm. I'm burnt out on that. Dark Souls one two three, Elden Ring. I want them to do Demon more. Souls. Uh, yeah, Demon Souls. I want them to to start branching out into more things like like Bloodborne and that like disgusting creature stuff. Or I like when they did Sekiro, and it's like uh, although yeah. I didn't finish and, and love Sekiro, like I appreciated the change. Or God, like um, the Surge, the sci-fi game. It's not it's Surge by Deck really Nine cool. instead of from software, but it was basically sci-fi Dark Souls and space and all these robots and shit. And that was really, really cool. So like, I'm, I would love to see that same thing in a different environment with different aesthetics and themes. So that sounds great to me. Also, n never played an Armored Core. Could probably not even tell you what it, the game, is it mechs? Maybe it's mechs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm looking it up right now, but cool. Armored Core, yeah, it's mechs, mechs games. Yes, mechs. Uh, big mechs, they've got many missiles on their bodies. Yep. Gatlin and guns, perhaps? Guns, rail guns, it looks like, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, Gatlin guns, for sure. Gatlin guns. Um, and some of them have a sword. Swords. Swords? Swords? They've got swords, swords on a robot? On a robot. Yeah, Very and they looks like they do hit each other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damage to each other until the other one dies. And there are helicopters. I don't know if those are different from the robots, but it looks like there are helicopters with two propellers. Interesting. Two propellers on the helicopter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Miyazaki, we're very interested in what you do next. Uh, Gamescom is a little bit lighter in the pants area. It's <laughs> from Billy Givens at IGN.com. Uh, in a statement to German public... Uh, Jesus Christ. In a statement to German publication Games Witchcraft. Wurzkraft. Wirtschaft. Wirtschaft. Sony revealed that it wouldn't be attending Gamescom this year. Uh, Sony, not going to be there. While also confirming that there won't be any PlayStation-based announcements during Jeff Keighley's opening night live live stream. Uh, this year, Gamescom marks its return to a partially physical show, but it seems that many of the gaming's biggest companies are choosing to pass up on the opportunity. Nintendo, Take-Two, and Activision Blizzard have already announced that they won't take part in the event. Um, news of Sony skipping Gamescom is entirely unexpected, as PlayStation has been known to skip many major shows as they shifted to doing state of plays, you know, uh, showcasing its newer partnership and upcoming first games, uh, first party games on some time. So, no Sony Gamescom. Um, and then, you know, Nintendo Take 2, whatever. I think the interesting thing, them saying there will be nothing at Opening Night Live uh, for Jeff Keighley, um, even though they just had yeah. Last, of Us, Last of Us for Summer Game Fest or not E3 or whatever. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about this whole thing? Hmm. Interesting. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a fan, man. I'm not a fan. I want more of a centralized, like a centralized thing that people all come together and say, this is the time where we're going to announce things. And like, to be honest, Naughty 3 was a little underwhelming because like we got nothing from Nintendo. Like zero. Yeah. And, still haven't. And there was maybe a couple of games that we saw throughout the other types of things that went on that are coming to Nintendo platforms. But we, yeah, we saw nothing from Nintendo. We saw the Sony State of Play, which was honestly like one of the better state of plays that's ever existed, but it was like a week and a half before. But <sighs> I just I want everyone to get along and do all the things at the same time so that I don't have to pay attention to 50 things. That's what I want. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, again, them not showing up to a physical thing doesn't bother me. Oh, if yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. let's not send... If Nintendo's like, we're not going to send people to Germany. Like, whatever. I don't care about that. But yeah, being like... Sony specifically. I, again, I know that they have state of plays. And God of War absolutely would deserve its own state of play. Yeah. That's cool. But having something... A Jeff Keighley show would be cool. Like, it's cool when you're like, oh, shit, here's a big first-party game. That's always nice to see. Compared to, like, we'll just do it when we feel like it, which is, like, it's fine, but I'm with you. Like, I like to have it all at once. And, and it also, like, you know, it doesn't feel like a, like a, you think about video games, especially as console gamers, like, you, like, oh, I think, I think Xbox and what I play, I think PlayStation, like, you don't, when you think of now opening night live and you think of Summer Games Fest, it's just like, I want to see what's coming from these giant AAA 
publishers that make the consoles that I'm on, and and they're gonna have like the best of the best games. And now it's like, oh, we don't we don't get to see all of that. We get to see the other stuff, which is great. They're awesome, amazing indie games. There are AAA games coming from like Ubisoft, uh, but but it's just like I I miss the big three. I miss seeing shit from the big three represented at these big events. Yeah, being able to sit down and like I'm gonna take off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and just watch. You know, yeah. when E3 was a thing a long time ago, it was cool to be able to do that. You know, I understand times are different and live streaming and stuff, but I'm with you. That'd been cool. But my, my again, I don't care about the physical event because I'm not going to, you know, hang out with James, which games, which Croft, what's a Croft. <laughs> I'm not hanging out with those guys in Germany, but I would be, I would like to see stuff on the live stream, but we'll have to wait for when Sony wants to do it. Uh, and Nintendo. Yeah. That's still no, still no direct, huh? I read somewhere that there's a, a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Nintendo Direct coming soon. They already did that. Oh, they that did? Was last week. Okay. But well, no one cares. No one, Xenoblade zero Chronicles people 3. cared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, speaking more of Sony, they had two stories this week. Look oh, at that. Oh, nice. And the story was written by an old friend. Oh. Uh, a, new, we'll a new game from Sucker Punch from, who was that? George Yang at IGN.com. Jorge Young. Jorge. <laughs> I actually do have a friend whose name is Jorge, but he goes by George. Uh, I guess he's like, it's just easier in America instead of having people yeah. mispronounce it. But yeah, our boy George, George Yang at IGN.com wrote us a story about Sucker Punch. Those are the people who make Ghost of Tsushima, aren't they? That's another good Halloween mashup. Boy George Yang. <laughs> boy George. <laughs> boy George. George Yang put together. Yep. I like it. Uh, Sucker Punch is looking to hire some new talent to work uh, on what appears to be an open-world game with action and stealth. wonder what the fuck that could be. Oh, shit! Didn't hmm. we already get confirmation that Ghost of Tsushima 2 is coming? I don't think so. Let's that they out. were like, it sold very well. Yeah, yeah, We yeah, like yeah, it yeah. a lot. We're going to do a movie, but I don't think we got anything about a sequel. Uh, first spotted by Tech for Gamers, the studio's career page features listings for a variety of roles, including technical combat and senior combat designers, as well as an encounter designer. Uh, what makes the combat designer listing stand out from the requirement? Their senior combat listing is uh, particularly asked, do you delight in knowing the details of attack, repairing, timing, and count frames? Which, of course, sounds like, yeah, we're doing sword combat. Uh, pairing is all about that. Meanwhile, one of the list responsibilities for the encounter designer is delivering interesting and varied encounters in an open world game with a particular focus on melee combat and stealth. Maybe it's infamous. Ooh, Maybe infamous. I think no, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, in addition, the roles ask, the, uh, ask that applicants have played previous Sucker Punch games, suggesting they need may need to be familiar with the game studios or with the studio's games and understand the core mechanics. So it's like, you need to have played our games before, which means it's probably a sequel and you need to understand how sword combat works and you need to understand how stealth works. I wonder what they're hiring for. Xenoblade Chronicles four. Yes. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. four from sucker punch exclusively on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. Yeah. It's obviously um, Ghost of Tsushima too. And they're like, hey, make yeah. sure you played Ghost 1. You don't need to play yeah. Infamous. Hey, Chad. But Real quick, you turned yeah. into a robot for me. I turned into a robot? Back. Sorry, everyone. We had uh, uh, Comcast sucks. Yay. But Comcast okay. sucks ass. The oh. on-demand thing will be just fine. We'll be great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no. Looks like uh, Ghost of Tsushima 2. Makes sense. Game is very popular. That just makes me wonder. And Bluepoint can do this or... Anybody can do this. I'm not going to lie. I would be interested in another Infamous game or maybe a remaster of the first two. Yeah. Uh, just saying. They are, as, now that they are available on the PlayStation Plus, whatever the hell, essential, mm -hmm. not essential, extra, PlayStation Plus extra, extra to stream. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're going to get a renewed interest in them and hopefully people will be like, hey, why don't we have this game anymore? And they're like, oh yeah, you true, you true. Let's redo that. I would love That'd that. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I'd be into it. Uh, speaking of other things that I'm very into, console games are about to get real sexy. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Show me your boobies, Xbox. Thrust bucket babies from Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. <laughs> By the way, so you know when people have uh, like the musculature around like their hips. Uh-huh. So yep. they have like, some people call it a thrust bucket. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard this joke before, but some people call them cum gutters. 
and that see, upsets me. See, I've always heard cum gutters as like the defined abs, like those are the gutter, like you can't like you're. You but get, it's on the side, like going down, like what some people call the thrust bucket. It's all that area, like your pelvic well, the, area, muscular. The, the thrust bucket is like the the lines that come up through your pu your pubic mound, like, and mm -hmm. then they kind of go off to the side. But yeah. cum gutters are like the abs and like the washboard part of it, right? That's what I've always heard it in reference to. Uh, people say gross things. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but Xbox games and maybe PlayStation games are going to get sexier. Uh, as AMD celebrates the first birthday of Fidelity FX Super Resolution, we're going to call that FSR for now, uh, the tech company has announced that FSR 2.0 is now available for Series X and Xbox One developers. Ooh. Mm. Uh, AMD shared the news in a blog confirming that FSR FSR 2.0 is also supported on Xbox. It will be available in the Xbox uh, GDK for registered developers to use in all their games. Uh, this marks the first time the tech is being utilized outside of the world of PCs. So, I just said a bunch of tech words. For anyone who does not know, for those unfamiliar, FSR 2.0 is AMD's answer to NVIDIA's Deep Learning Super Sampling DLSS. And is the next level AMD temporal upscaling technology designed to deliver similar or better than native image quality and boost frame rate and supported games across a wide variety of products and platforms. So, as a dude who plays PC and has a NVIDIA card, DLSS is basically what does your computer do? How about we just boost it? I don't know how it works. It's fucking witch it's witchcraft. <laughs> it's witchcraft or whatever it is. It basically the card uses AI super sampling fucking magic and is like, oh. Your your game your your rig could only do this. This card will now make your game run, make it look like it's better. So you can literally turn it on. And it's like, oh yeah, this literally looks better than my machine is capable of doing, or the frame rate is better than it should be able to do. Um, which again, it's awesome on PC. Every game that I have is great. Like I literally was able to run Control in 1440p, you know, 120 frames a second with ray tracing on, and I just clicked on DLSS and it did it for me. It was great. So this coming to consoles, which with an AMD, which is the chips that consoles use, is really cool because again, you're gonna be able to play games. Basically, just they'll look better and they'll have higher frame rates just because of the the chip that's inside. Now, this is only talking about Xbox, but correct me if I'm wrong, Chad. I believe PlayStation also has an AMD card in it. Correct. Correct. Do you have yep. any idea? Okay, so yeah. it should be coming to everybody. My my understanding of the way that this works, or at least Nvidia's is, and I think AMD's works very similar, is it takes like a low resolution image and let's say for instance it's a tree like it's a low resolution image of a tree it's not 4k because a 4k version would be super huge in file size and it takes like a little mm -hmm. tiny tree and it's like oh my machine learning algorithms know what a real actual 4k tree looks like and you have a little tiny tree you know what i'm just going to go ahead and use math to make that a really big 4k beautiful tree even though you didn't supply mm -hmm. all of that i know what all the details of a tree look like so we'll just make that happen Instead of having to have the full resolution high res assets being loaded in and having to be handled by the RAM and your storage and all that kind of stuff, your GPU is just able to say, yeah, I know what all that stuff's supposed to look like at really sharp resolution. I'll do that for you. That's my understanding witchcraft. of how it works. Yeah, it's all, it's yes. all <laughs> witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, no, it's very, like I said, it works great on PC. I'm not that technical, but I kind of get what's going on. You've kind of explained it as well. It's just going to make your shit look better. Yep. And your console won't be working as hard, which means it can work harder in other areas. If it's not worrying about 4K grass, you know, AMD takes care of 4K grass and then you do something else. But it's great. It's really mind boggling when you see a side by side comparison of DLSS on and off. You're like, ooh, that's nice. So very yep. cool. Uh, and again, developers have it now. So, you know, a couple of years, maybe next year, maybe a year after that. A lot of this stuff will just be included. So very yeah. cool. And so cool that this stuff is like we're at a, a point now in the industry where this is all available through a firmware update. And like your Xbox is capable of doing well, it well, as soon as developers integrate it, it will be capable of doing it without having to buy a new model or anything like that. Whereas, you mm -hmm. know, back in the 360 days, it's like, cool, you are, you, you've got what you got. It's not even on the x86 architecture. So it's like since they'd mentioned like this is stuff that was on PCs, it's like good luck ever seeing that on console back then. Now it's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, we'll develop one thing one place and use it everywhere else. So that's really cool that we're at that level. Not going to lie, the day that both those companies were like, can we just make PCs but just put it in a box that looks like an Xbox or a PlayStation was the yeah. best decision they've ever made in their lives. Oh, yep. my God, it's so good. Uh, next up, 
punch monsters in their turkey necks. This is the best headline of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man, it's really good. That's from Ryan, Ryan Leston at IGN.com. That is a very specific uh, reference for those of Kevin Smith fans. They'll know that. Punch monsters in their turkey necks. Uh, during an in-depth look at the game's combat over at Game Informer, designer-director Ben Walker revealed that almost half of Callisto Protocol's combat will be melee-focused. Uh, we're definitely leaning into the survival side of things. He revealed our overall tone of our combat is kind of a struggle, right? You're doing whatever you can to kind of get by and get through. Essentially, it looks as though ammo will be scarce, but don't worry, there's plenty of other attacks at your disposal. Almost half of our combat is melee, he added. That means you had to be smart about how you use your bullets. So to that end, we've added uh, our melee combos. When they finish, they kind of push the enemy away. So that gives you a chance to then lock on really quickly and get a nice clean shot on an enemy. Uh, you know, more information about a game that Chad's very excited for, so I want to put it in here. Yeah. Um, sound, I like how they're doing the scarce ammo and stuff. Kind of sounds, you know, like Resident Evil survivor horror stuff. And then you can just punch the shit out of monsters, punch them in their necks, turkey necks. Yeah, this is a, this is a good... Last time we talked about this game, I said this 100% is just a ripoff of Dead Space and it is Dead Space 4 in all the best ways. So this is a really interesting departure from that So uh, because Melee... You never wanted to get close to these things in Dead Space or else basically they just eat your head off. Yeah. So uh, for Callisto Protocol, it's really cool to see that like, oh, if half of the combat is melee focused, that's a completely different way of playing the game than we had before where you stay back as much as possible and you shoot ripper blades or you know the the line gun or all that kind of stuff to like- Flip the beam back and forth. To, to flick the beam back and forth, yeah. Yep, that's what left you and know. right, up and down. <laughs> Um, so that I, yeah, I remember makes Dead Space. Really yeah, yeah, I remember it just being like, was it stomp was like the only really thing you could do? Yeah, if someone was getting close else. to you and like crawling on the ground, you could stomp them. Uh, yeah. Or if they attacked you, you could like mash a button and shake them off. But there was not really. There was a really slow like swing your arm melee attack, but that was yeah. almost useless. It keeps it a little different. And Chad continues yeah. to be excited about punching people in their turkey necks. Mm-hmm. Right there. <laughs> uh, a big fall game gets a release date who is this hold on whose music my god whose music is that it's George Shane from GameSpot <laughs> uh, so Focus Entertainment has revealed that a Playtale Requiem will launch on October 18th for nice. PC, PS5, Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X and S hmm PC, PS5, Series X and S and Switch yeah, that, may, that right now is just like, wait, PS4? Xbox That's One? What I'm thinking. Why Nintendo Switch stories. and not the other ones? I wonder if it's the stream version that's going to be trash. Uh, uh, in an extended gameplay trailer, Focus Entertainment showed off more of the game. It looks even more cinematic than its predecessor. Shows the protagonist, Amicia, and her little brother, Hugo, trying to escape enemies while she fights them off. Uh, I believe this trailer is about like 10 minutes or something. If you have not played the first game, fast forward 30 seconds, because I'm about to spoil something in the game, the first one. Again, just 30 seconds, you'll get past it. With Hugo now being able to control his powers, he helps Amicia out by revealing enemy locations, which is the game's X-ray vision mechanic. Amicia now has more lethal ways of disposing of enemies, including a dagger and crossbow. Hugo can also unleash a torrent of rats as well, completely swallowing up enemies and devouring them. Uh, the extended trailer ends up with a scene of Hugo passing out from exhaustion and losing control of the rats. The wave of rats gets bigger and heads in the direction of Hugo and Amicia. So, got an, again, that nice, very good trailer. We're back from spoilers. Um... Like I said, I think it's like almost a 10 minute trailer. Game looks really cool. And we have a release date uh, for one of the, you know, probably one of the bigger, you know, next gen games besides Switch, apparently, uh, of the year. I'm, uh, this doesn't necessarily, I'm cautious about this news. The fact mm -hmm. that, you know, Amicia has more deadly um, attack stuff. Because part of what I loved about the first game was just how real the death and the war and the all of that felt. Especially there's this one scene like where you're walking through a battlefield and you're you have to walk slowly over like piles of dead bodies and it's just like mm -hmm. that's the first time that's ever meant anything to me in a game and I'm not just like running over a bunch of dead soldiers on my way to go shoot something else like a and not caring about it. So like death meant something in that game in a way that I haven't really experienced in video games and hopefully it doesn't I'm sure it's not gonna go all the way to the other end of the spectrum like, you know, uncharted where I'm just a guy, you know, Indiana Jones style, just killing everybody in sight and, yeah. and not thinking about it whatsoever. So I hope it doesn't swing that far, but I'm a little, I'm a little cautious now. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Looks pretty. Um, yeah, I'm with you. The first game is very, until the very end, it's very like, oh man, slow stealth. You know, things are very dangerous. And then the end, it, it, fucking bonkers for some reason. All of a sudden, try to make yeah. it a combat game. Um, but again, with more time, I think that maybe they'll figure it out. I don't, you know, I don't, I hope you don't kill 500 soldiers right. uh, in this game. So maybe it's like you have your abilities to defend yourself, but, you know, maybe, you know, if you take on like two or three dudes, like they'll still fuck you up. If you take on multiple people at once, we'll see. Uh, excited, and we have a date, October eighteenth. Yes, we do. We're getting excited. Um, all right. So this one, look, the only reason I put this one in, I don't know the game. Eh, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. The way that they did the trailer the night before they dropped, um, a a soundbite, and we're like, hey, big news tomorrow, and the soundbite was literally. Just a, a screeching, cackling dog. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game? And now we know what it is. Interesting way to market your video game. But maybe the game will be interesting. So a new game from Alien Isolation devs is quite different. It's from Grace Bedfall at GameSpot. Uh, Creative Assembly, the strategy uh, game giant and creator of Total War, as well as the developers of Alien Isolation, and publisher Sega have announced a new game, Hyenas. Remember when I talked about those weird dog noises? Uh-huh. They literally mm-hmm. had a five-second clip of a hyena, like, cackling. And we're like, Sega's like, tune in tomorrow. I'm like, Sega, what the fuck does that mean? And it doesn't have anything, <laughs> whatever. Uh, hyenas is a team-based shooter tasking players with robbing high-tech vaults on massive space freighters and then escaping the scene of the crime. Hmm. Uh, and concept, Hyenas is a battle royale adjacent, drawing from Apex Legends and Hunt Showdown. Each match has 15 players split into three teams of five. Uh, players also contend with NPC enemies and security system. Since it takes place in space, there's some zero gravity. Um, uh, the goal is to pick up as much loot as possible, but rather than money or precious metals, the loot is made up of pop culture artifacts. A sonic figurine, a Rubik's Cube, and various New York City memorabilia all appear in a hyena's debut trailer. Abilities shown include a grappling hook, goop deploying weapon, mm, uh, deployable <laughs> turrets, a flashbang, a jetpack, and more. You can sign up for upcoming hyenas alpha on the game's website. So again, weird marketing, a laughing dog, sound wave file is cool. But I kind of like the idea of like, hey, three teams of five are trying to rob space people. And I like Alien Isolation. That's a good developer. So I guess we'll see. But a new game from Sega got announced. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I did not watch this trailer, but I'm looking at screenshots right now. It's like, it reminds me of that Ubisoft, um, at least aesthetically. It reminds me of that Ubisoft Battle Royale game that just completely never took off oh hyperscape hyperscape yeah yeah yeah. i I have no idea if it actually plays that way but i don't know if this goes free to play that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping because they're doing alpha it's like hope that's free to play because sega not paying for it let me tell you that (laughs) yeah my son will absolutely play it if it's free to play (laughs) if you just google hyenas game you see that you see uh hyena simulator on google play and then just a bunch of pictures of hyenas hyena simulator yeah i could doubt that that's oh, there fun. are also pictures of dead hyenas. Oh, I don't want to see that. No, no. That's spooky. Uh, this one. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> dead animals is spooky, Chad. Come on. I don't know if that, <laughs> that's not spooky as much as it's just like What if they gross. pop up? Anytime I see a dead animal, I'm like, what if that motherfucker pops up right now? And that's spooky. I don't... I've seen enough horror movies. They always pop up. <laughs> You're right. If... What you could apply that same logic to just about anything. What if looking behind me right now is piano bench? What if it just pops up? Oh, piano up. bench is spooky. Here's the thing: piano benches don't have teeth. I'm not scared of the piano bench. I'm scared of the apparition that's holding the piano. Have bench. you ever if lifted up the lid? Up, have you ever lifted up the lid of a hy- of hyena bench? Of a piano hyena? bench. Yes, I have. Lift up the lid of a hy- of a piano bench. Go looking for some sheet music in there, and it falls on your hand. Uh huh. That's that's. Do you think that's worth? That's ouch. Is that worse than the than the jaws of a hundred and eighty pound dog called a hyena? It depends on how old the dog is and whether it still has its teeth. <laughs> Can't teach an old dog new teeth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it's all spooky, Chad. We don't fuck with spooky stuff. Okay. Uh, this I also don't fuck with this company either. Yeah, Aspire this is Port not looking good for you. Is in trouble again. Well, remember they had they got some help. That's right. So That's someone right. else took over. I'll be fine. But this is uh, a spider port is in trouble again from Luke Riley at IGN.com. Uh, KOTOR 2, the Sith Lords on Nintendo Switch, is suffering from a game-breaking bug that's preventing players from being able to progress and finish the story. 
Whew. Aspire uh, conceded on Twitter earlier today that is aware that it's currently no way to finish the game, but apologized for the inconvenience and noted its team was working on delivering the patch as soon as possible. In a statement to IGN, Aspire revealed that it's working on a fix to the problem, though the developer says it's only impacting a small number of players. Uh, as a quote from Aspire now, we're aware of an issue that is preventing some uh, KOTOR 2 uh, players from advancing in the game. Our data suggests this is only affecting a small number of users, but please rest assured that we're working on a patch to fix it. There's a current workaround requiring you to open up the cheat menu, click it three times, put in a code, and then warp to a different area, aka fucking dumb bullshit. Why am I doing a cheat code to get over your broken game bug? That's all there's a story. They'll fix it soon, I guess. Aspire, everybody. <laughs> Gives you a lot of faith, huh? For that upcoming so glad. KOTOR remake. I'm so glad that they was it Deep Silver. They brought in somebody else. So like we're gonna take over. I'm like fucking thank God. Um, but again, Kotor Two, awesome game, great. I just wish that your ports were better. But that's all the stories for the day, Chad. Look at that. Ooh, nice. You know what that brings us to, though. Hmm. That's a harp at the end. I was playing the harp. Oh, it's a harp. Yeah. You're playing that really fast. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so, end of the month. So, we're going to do our best end of the month video games that are going to possibly be game of the year for next year at the end of the year, baby. All right. Maybe. So, these are the best games for June, uh, according to Metacritic. Um, strangely enough, KOTOR 2 Remake for Switch is not on the list. What? Uh, no, nope. protest. Let's protest. It's actually sitting at a 79, so it's right underneath my list. This month is surprisingly very good. If we do like an indie game category, I think there's some winners in here. So number one at an 89 on Metacritic is Neon White. Okay, okay. Which is on Switch and PC. Um, it's from the guy, Ben Esposito, the guy who made uh, Donut County. And everyone's really into it. I'm really interested to check I that out. I've seen some good buzz on Twitter about it. Absolutely. Next up, number two, TMNT Shredder's Revenge at an 88. Nice. That's right. Party, dude. That's what Michelangelo Cowabunga. says. Cowabunga. It's awesome. So this one I'm going to make, I'm not going to make fun of, but AI, the Somnomum Files, Nirvana Initiative at an 88. You're like, what the fuck did you just say, right? Yes, that is correct. So this, this is from a company who made Danganronpa, um, okay. and they okay. also made... Is it Nonary Games, I think? So it's a company that makes a lot of visual novels that people okay. are very into. And this is the new one. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Jacob McCourt, who has been on the show before. He did yeah. the Far Cry 6 review. He's very much into these games. And I think this is a new in the Nonary Games. It's crazy head, explodey visual novel where crazy stuff happens. But again, 88, people love it. I'm not going to play it, but people are no, excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, Maybe I'll play not it Not for me. Day. Yeah. Next up, number four, the quarry. The quarry. At <laughs> the quarry. What, at is, on what is the Tracy Moore, Tracy Jordan quote from Thirty Rock? About Who's Tracy Jordan? Tracy Jordan from Thirty Rock. You mean Tracy Morgan from Thirty Rock? Tracy Morgan's character is Tracy Jordan. Oh, I thought it was Tracy Morgan was playing himself on the show, so I assumed his character's name was also Tracy Morgan. No. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a quote about his kids at the quarry. Kids at the <laughs> quarry. And every time I hear the name or the words "the quarry," I go, <laughs> I say it in his voice, "the quarry." <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good impression of Tracy Morgan. Um, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, I've actually never watched Thirty Rock, so I couldn't. I couldn't help you there. <laughs> the Don't quarry. throw a party for vengeance. It will turn on you like your wife after your kid has fallen into the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> what is that quote about? Here's here's the setup for it. <laughs> Look, Liz Lemon, I know your feelings are hurt, but parties are like frisbees. If you throw them the wrong way, they'll veer off in a bad direction, and then your kid will fall into a quarry. <laughs> but the okay. way he says it, it's like, and then your kid will fall into a quarry. And <laughs> oh, it's so good. Everyone go okay. look that up. I didn't look at that clip. Yeah, that sounds, you could have fallen to a quarry. Holy shit! All right, all right, Tracy, Tracy Morgan, Jordan Morgan. Yeah. Uh, number five is Card Shark at an eighty-one. So he was uh, switching PC, which is a game in like Victorian London or whatever. But you don't play cards; 
you learn how to cheat at cards. Everyone says it's really cool and really good. So, does it teach you to six, cheat at cards like so that you can go to Vegas and win? Well, no, I think in the game it's like, hey, cheat at cards so you can beat these aristocrats at cards. Gotcha. Something like that. Uh, and the number six Fire Emblem Three Hopes is in the 80, which is the Muso style Fire Emblem game uh, that just came out. Got it. Where you cut through a bunch of people. Um, and that was it. There the is a there is a Card Sharks official board game of card it's Card Sharks. The official board game of Card Sharks. Okay. Uh, and it has a picture of Joel McHale on the cover of it. Oh, why not? <laughs> you know what I love? I lo- so there was a so somebody is making a Cyberpunk 2077 board game. Okay. Based on the video game, and the video game is based on a tabletop RPG. So there's a board game <laughs> based on a video game based on a tabletop RPG. Based probably on the, based on a novel, novel pushed by Sapphire. Yeah. yeah. So fucking <laughs> seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Let's go. Yes. Uh, no wait, or is that John Mulaney? Uh, John Malkovich. Being John you, you are John Malkovich when you watch that movie, and then there are six degrees of Kevin Bacon away from you. Okay. Yep. Awesome. My black son. All right. That's it for. Uh, <laughs> that's it for the the best games of the month. That's my segment. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm definitely gonna play the quarry when multiplayer comes out. Oh, TMNT is already a hit. It was very fun. Be fun. And Neon White. I'm intrigued by Neon White, but I'm not going to... It's only on Switch and PC, and I'm not going to buy it on Switch. So when it comes to Game mm-hmm. Pass eventually, I'll check it out. We'll check it out there. Yeah, for sure. It's time for Game on Game Show. The Game on our Game Show. The Game, 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 Game. I, I messed it up. Not going back. Only forward. Okay. Here we go. Our game this week is... When we played last week, it is the return of Smush Me Into a Movie Daddy. I don't like any of that. That's that's the official. I'm gonna. How do I spell that? Because I'm gonna put that on the end ah, now officially. Probably a bunch of M's and H's. Mm-hmm. No, that's. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. put H's e- first and then E-H. M's. Yeah. And some L's and Y's. Hell yeah. Smush me in a movie, Daddy. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what we're playing again this week. I've got three games here. And again, the setup is that we have no more money. No more money, but we know we need to make video game movies. So we're taking existing scripts, existing movies, and we are just simply going to CGI in video game elements to transform it into a video game movie. So okay. we have three games here that need to become movies. We have to figure out what we're transforming. First one is Job Simulator. Hmm. What movies? And again, we use same script, same actors. We just CGI yeah. some new stuff in. What's there's got to be a movie like a silly, funny time comedy movie starring Tracy Morgan where he just like does a bunch of odd jobs, right? There's got to be my initially Office Space because it's a movie about working oh, in an sure. office and it's very yeah. funny. But is there something else where somebody's constantly doing new things? Trying out new new jobs, new jobs movie. <laughs> I'm sure something great game will come up. Where, if, not game, movie with lots of jobs. <laughs> if we can't find anything, Office Space is perfect because it's also made by the creator of King of the Hill, Mike Judge. Is that also, is correct. That's that is correct. So it's already perfect, basically. Um, Jump later, you're in one spot, right? Yeah, that's the whole point. You're in one yeah, spot. you're yeah, you're in one VR. They're yeah. All the machines have taken over, and they are like, hey, this is our best approximation of how humans used to do work. And That's perfect, because he beats up the fax machine. So that could be right. like him killing a, one right. of the robots. The robot overlords, you're right. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. Okay, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Next up is, this is a game that I have not played before, but I have seen several times on Wario64 tweets and on sales okay. on Steams. On sales on Steams. Genital jousting. <laughs> Are you familiar with the game Genital Jousting? I've heard of it. So, how is it different from Mount My Friends? Because I know what Mount My Friends is. I do I, not know what Genital I Jousting is. I don't know is. what Mount My Friends is, but Genital Jousting, from the screenshots that often accompany the tweets from Wario64, looks like mm-hmm. like little wiener gummies, yeah, like slither around the screen and like fight each other somehow. Maybe. Okay, I get down with that. So how what? do we? What movie do we plug in genital jousting into? 
So, again, with our very limited knowledge of the video game, yes. my only thing that, the first thing that comes to my mind is A Knight's Tale, because it's about knights who do the jousting Sir thing. Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Yeah, but just replace everybody. You, since our CG budget isn't great, just make them all one solid color, so they'll be the gummy people. I'm assuming it's okay. gummy people. I have no idea. I haven't looked at the screenshots. But it's just like, um, you know, just like, oh, I'm the dude in the armor, and it's entirely green. Because he's a green gummy. But again, I also don't know what the video game looks like. So I'm going to Google genital jousting very Google carefully. Google genital jousting. It is, yeah, it's... Uh, it's They're dressed up like people. Not genital herpes. Don't want that. No, 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 no. But there's... Yeah, it's just... It's just peens and balls and they're dressed up in dresses and business suits and ties. Yeah, and, wow. Huh. And, yeah. And they fight each other in different arenas. And these are very graphic penises, by the way. <laughs> they are. Like you, some of them are uncircumcised. You can see. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of foreskin in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about this Fight Club, just make everyone a penis because <laughs> it's all about people, you know, fighting underground. There we go. Penis. Here's. Here's we we don't have a lot of budget for this. If we make everyone a penis, yeah. that's a lot of CGI. What if we that's just? True. What if we just make everyone have their dick out while they fight? Oh. Uh, uh, or North penis man. fingers. CG penis. <laughs> Can you imagine making a fist with penis fingers? <laughs> Just curling them up and they're like popping out the bottom of your hands? Uh-huh. Fight, yeah, club, fight club with, with penis with... fingers. Penis fingers works perfect. Perfect. Okay, great. Uh, last one is Wii Sports. Mm. How do I make Wii Sports mm-hmm. into... How do we take a movie and, and just turn it into Wii Sports? Let's see. Old people sports movie. I'm Googling that. <laughs> Just to I, see first, if there is one. Like, I wanted to, like, how do we do, like, Hunger Games? Is there, a, is there a movie where, like, you have to play sports and, like, your team gets eliminated and you die? Because Hunger Games uh, is kind of like, it's just like a battle royale. It's just like one big game. Kind of, yeah. But So, I have, I have two things here. There's a movie called Herbst Gold which I have no idea what it is. This film follows five senior citizen athletes along their biggest challenge. All of them are between 80 and 100 years old and is a race against time and personal degradation. No idea what this movie is about, but it's literally about 80 to 100-year-old people having to play sports. That's or the Will Ferrell basketball movie. Oh, shit. Semi-pro? Semi-pro. I like the idea of these, and I'm looking at the poster for Herbst Gold. I like the idea of just forcing old people to do. I mean, everyone (laughs) really should Google the poster for Herbst (laughs) Gold because it is very old people doing multiple sports. Yes, doing doing track and stuff. This one girl's looking at her wrist. So think about this: we have this exact same movie, right? And well, I would say bring back the actors, but I'm sure they're all dead. But you do this, and then a scene at the end of the movie is just them in a home playing a Wii, and, you know, like, ten years after the Wii was dead, but it's just old people playing Wii sports because they have nothing else to do. And they're in a home, and they're imagining, oh, man, you know, I'm such a good athlete, da-da-da-da. You know, actually, I'm just sitting in a home playing Wii sports. But just this exact same movie with this old woman doing a shot put, but at the end, she's just playing Wii tennis. This guy on the right, I'm pretty sure, was the inspiration for the vulture and. In Spider-Man, the original comic. Like, look at his this fucking... This man <laughs> has... His nostrils are huge. He has a hook nose and just skin and then a white <laughs> hair on the back. It is... Uh, and his, his that, overbite, too. It's, yeah. It's like... He looks like if Willem Dafoe was 120 years old. Oh, my God. Um, I like this. What sport do you think this uh, this Married with Children guy is playing in the background? The guy who looks like a knockoff uh, Bundy. The guy just holding his hands up? Yeah, the guy in the track jacket holding his hands up. This is really great audio content. <laughs> really great video content, too. We're not even showing it on the screen. but Yeah. Just I'll look drop. up Herbst Gold. It came out in 2010. Uh, I have no idea. Hey, maybe he's the coach. You're true. And then You're we true. cut over to him in the old folks' home. He He's the like the fourth. He's like the fifth person waiting for the controller. He's like, oh, it's my turn soon. Can't wait. <laughs> and, that's, and he has the same tracksuit on. And we give we give him a dead Wiimote so that, and he thinks he's playing. <laughs> he thinks he's playing. He doesn't know the difference. Remember when I said oh. that my number one, number five fear was getting old and yeah. getting dementia? That I don't want to be in this movie. If I Anyways. ever look like, if I ever start to look like I'm going to become one of these people, 
kill me. Take me out. Woo! Gross. All right, that's it for Game <laughs> on Game Show, and that is it for this week's episode of Respawn Aim Fire, episode 264. Thank you for listening. You have homework, and actually you've done a piece of homework. If you are a patron over at patreon.com slash fire, you have voted on our next barf game, which is our backlog accomplishments with Respawn and Friends game. It's kind of like a game club. We pick a game every single month that we all play. We talk about it at the end of the month. For June, we played Life is Strange True Colors. We'll be, again, talking about that later this week with a special guest. But our poll went up for July's game. And you mm-hmm. all voted, and Adam is about to surprise me right now with whatever the results of that poll is. So, all the great people over on Patreon.com slash Responding Fire voted for a game. So, I uh, I had four games, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, July, 4th of July, we'll celebrate America. This was before Supreme Court made a fucking fool of America, oh, but that's yeah. fine. Um, and I put up four games that are somewhat patriotic slash AKA you play the president or it's about America. Um, and the winner was, drum roll please, <laughs> the quarry. Uh, Metal Wolf Chaos <laughs> is the winner. Metal Wolf Chaos is a third-person shooter video game developed and published by From Software. Ooh. Um, it was released for the original Xbox in 2004. It was a originally exclusive Xbox Japanese only release in 2004. <laughs> um, the player plays the president of the United States piloting a mech while to battle the rebelling military force led by the vice president. So you're in, a, you're the president in a mech fighting the vice president of the United States. Um, it is also got re-released on uh, Xbox one and PS4. It's like 15 bucks. It's called metal wolf chaos XD or something like that. So we were able Sounds to play like it modernly. Time. Uh, yeah, so we're going to play this Japanese-made game about being the president of the United States made by From Software. Dope. Can't get more America than that. Nope. America. President fighting vice president. Love it. <laughs> it's great. All right, so that is what we are playing for the month of July. Again, you don't have to be a patron to play the game because you are an adult who can make your own choices, or you're a child who can ask your mom for money to buy Metal Wolf chaos xd mm-hmm. and plays the president in a mech fighting the vice president and his army um so do that and then if you would like to tweet us your thoughts or email us your thoughts responding fire at gmail.com or be on the show be a special guest talk about the game if you played it that month as well do it do it shia labeouf just do it um yeah that's it and uh so thank you for listening, everyone, to our podcast. Um, until next time, here's our usual sign-off. My black son! My black son! I don't remember I don't any remember sleeping words. with that lady! <laughs> but I My <did>. black son! <laughs> but I did.